You're listening to UCW Radio. In your face. What we got here is a failure to communicate. Oh, have I got your attention now? Breathe, for lack of a better word, is good. You know what I mean? Money to be made in a place like this. Money never sleeps, pal. You're crazy. Don't run when you lose. Don't whine when it hurts. You know what it takes to sell real estate? It takes brass, 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 brass. I'm falling, and I can't get up! All right, welcome to Money Never Sleeps. It's President's Day, and this is a show where we talk about anything and everything that impacts the flow of money from around the corner to around the world. And even though the markets are closed, the money doesn't stop flowing. You have cryptocurrencies that are trading. You have real estate that's going on. You have things that are happening. Banks may be closed, but business is not closed. Uh, what I want to talk about today are SPACs. For those that aren't familiar with them, they are called special purpose acquisition companies. Basically, you know, over the past couple of years, they've been coming into light more and more. It's not a new concept. Blank check companies have been around for decades. They've been utilized to do a number of things. And now the investment community is embracing it more. Uh, last year, uh, 2020, I believe somewhere in the vicinity of about $22 billion was raised in blank check companies and SPACs. Okay, o over 50 SPACs or maybe more than that um, went public because basically what happens, you have an investor and, and a sponsor, they, they basically get together and, you know, usually the investor has a good handle on the industry that they're focused on. So it can be anything. It can be technology, real estate, retail, whatever it may be. And they have a good handle on it. The invest, they put their money in, investors put their money in. And basically that money stays in an escrow account. They can't touch it. The only way you can touch it, that it can be accessible is when you make an acquisition. Now, in, in theory, you're not supposed to know what you're going to acquire. Because the moment you do that, basically, you have to go through the entire IPO process for it because you know what you're going to acquire. A blank check company, when, when it makes an acquisition, it becomes reverse, a reverse merger. And if you are familiar with reverse mergers, the good ones, the ones that are done right, they last and they grow. Uh, the the over-the-counter bulletin board or o OTCQB, whatever they call it now, has been notorious for having reverse mergers done and market makers and everything coming in. And pretty much the, the companies, they never get to where they need to get to. You know, you have bad actors in there and a lot of just funky things transpire. Uh, this is not what I'm talking about. SPACs are done by people that really, you know, that are that are high end. They're top shelf in their industry, uh, and 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 basically, you you have uh, individuals that are getting into creating SPACs with other investors because they're really good at what they do. Again, it can be manufacturing. They, they can be the CEO of a company right now, and they're looking to do that. You have uh, some hedge fund guys that do it, like Bill Ackman and, uh, and, and, a, and a bunch of other people that do it. And, and they do it for a reason. 
two things. Make no mistake, they will make a ton of money from it, a ton of money from it if they do it right. That's why it behooves them to do it right. They, they have a really good idea of what they are going to acquire. Uh, and, 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 well, let me just say in the industry, they, they have an idea. And the benefits for them is that they have a little more time to, to do their due diligence and make sure that they're making the right decision. Because when they do make the acquisition, and, and this does happen, basically, they, they are entitled, I think it's about 20% of whatever, whatever the, um, the SPAC is. They keep that in, in their, uh, they, that's theirs. That's their pay for doing the deal. Uh, not a bad deal, not a bad situation. If it works out, you know, you have people that can make billions from building companies. And that's a good thing. Um, SPACs, they, you know, you have a lot of them coming out. And this is what gets a little concerning. You have a lot of them coming out and a lot, you have, uh, you know, SPACs that are coming from here, 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 sports stars, actors, so on and so forth. And they're looking for the net, for the deal to put in there. Problem is, you don't have a lot of, you don't have enough deals out there that can substantiate a $2 billion or a billion dollar SPAC. Now, with that said, you also have other companies that, I mean, they're, they're raising 10 or $20 million in a SPAC. Okay. Now, is, is that something that a company would be interested in? I mean, I don't know, not so much a growth company, unless they're looking, again, if they're looking to do a reverse merger and do that type of thing, then I get it. Uh, again, I'm not a fan of, of, uh, of these situations where they, uh, they, they have a, a shell. Uh, blank check company shell and this that's been sitting there for some time and they probably had something in there and they they spun it out and basically they have a history there i'm not a fan of that because you don't know what's going to creep up on you that's why if you are gonna you know if you're uh, uh, an owner uh, of a company if you're a founder of, of a high growth company if you're going to look at the the uh, reverse merger of SPAC um, as an exit, or or as an you know as an exit for for you and your your investors, and you know to, to help bring your company to the next level. I, I would not be looking at something that's trading on a lower market. If you have something of value, look at the SPACs that are out there. And, and the good thing about them is that they they want to speak to people because they're looking for the next thing. If they can go and take a SPAC that they maybe raise a half a billion or a billion dollars in and basically take that and turn that over the next couple of years into two or three or four of a five billion or $10 billion company, you know, everybody wins. You know, typically, typically when you're doing an IPO, the expenditures are ridiculous. On a SPAC, not so much for the company that's going to go into the SPAC. You know, you're selling a piece of your company, a large, you know, a nice chunk of your company to the special acquisition, uh, special purpose acquisition company. They're taking a, a nice chunk of your company and you're getting, you know, cash to go and continue to do what you're doing with your business. Not a bad deal. 
Not a bad deal. Uh, I think that you you have, um, again, you have a lot of SPACs out there. Uh, I hear a lot of announcements constantly, like every week. Someone's doing it. And it's not so much the Bill Ackmans of the world. You, know, you have sports stories. You have just pe celebrities, people that really aren't in the finance business, and they're doing this because they think that they can go and, and make things work. And God bless them if they do it. God bless them if they do it. But at the end of the day, you know, you have to go and understand what you're getting involved with. It's not rocket science, people. It's fairly simple. You have a company that's sitting on cash. They're sitting on cash. They're looking for the right deal. They get they get lined up with the right people. It's a win all around. You know, you just have to know who you're getting involved with. You know, and if they're decent people, you can make things happen. You can make some magic. And and the thing about it with a SPAC. Typically, they have two years, two years to do a deal. If not, the liquidation transpires. So they, the ones that were developed in 2020, they're looking for deals now furiously, rigorously, because they need to get them done. If not, money goes back to the investors. Remember, that money has not been touched, and it can't be touched. It sits in an escrow account. cannot be touched. So, you know, it's good to be informed. On, on different uh, investment vehicles that are out there is good to have an idea. You know, even if you're not involved with it, it's good to know. It's good to know so you know what's going on in the, uh, you know, in the world, in the financial industry. You know, you have a lot of vehicles that are out there and the, the uh, special purpose acquisition companies, they, again, they're not new, been around for a while. They're good vehicles for what they are. And you're going to see a lot more companies going public this way. And, and I have to say that, you know, uh, Bumble, you know, is uh, a company that came that uh, became a publicly traded company recently. And I commend um, I commend them for what they what they did. Uh, Wendy, Whitney, I, I, I mean, what she's done as a um, as an individual is amazing to me you know if more people young people they're in their their 20s and 30s and you know and they're out there and they're trying to you know change the world in their way and doing it you know the right way uh yeah you can make things happen you know so you know kudos to them fantastic job um we're gonna see a lot more you know, going on again in the IPO world uh, and the SPAC world this year, a lot of things are going to happen. And I want to close out on the SPAC deal and talk about commercial real estate briefly. Uh, a lot of, I mean, I hear it all the time. I've been involved in the commercial real estate industry for a while. And the bottom line is you, you hear brokers and agents and they're saying, well, everything's going to spike. It's going to grow. It's going to blow up. And, and every, you know, the, the, the bottom line is you cannot look at residential real estate and compare that to commercial. They're two different animals, two different animals. Okay. You know, re, you know um, uh, retail, okay, real estate will go and move it can move pretty fast you know commercial real estate not so much you know it's because it's based on business you know we're residential residential and I, I didn't mean retail residential real estate residential real estate you know again it's it's supply and demand you know look in new york you have a lot of um it's crazy how the rents have gone ridiculously high, pricing a lot of people out. You know, when they gentrify areas and when they do that and, and they take rents that were maybe 
five years ago were maybe a thousand dollars that today they're like two, three, four thousand dollars for the same place. You know, you're pricing people out. The salaries are not going up in that fashion either. You know, so um, again, you know, I think that residential prices will come down. I think that commercial real estate is going to take some time to bounce back. There are going to be deals there to be, to be had. The pandemic's not going to last forever, but it's, you know, people think that all of a sudden they're going to go back to normal. There's no normal. There's going to be a new type of morphed out, you know, hybrid of what we're dealing with. You're going to have people working from home, people, you know, partially working from the office and things of that nature. So don't think that you know what's going to happen, that things are going to get back to normal. There's no normal. What you knew is no more, okay, is what is going to happen because this pandemic is, is, is going to turn into an endemic. It's something that's not going to go away for a long time. You know, with, with COVID and, you know, the virus, you know, mutating into other things, who knows? Who knows if if even the vaccine is going to do what it's supposed to do? It may, but it may not. It may not be as great as people think. I don't know. I'm not a doctor, not a pharmacist, not any of that stuff. I just know that expect the unexpected. Okay, expect the unexpected, you know, get prepared for a new world where you have, you know, remote and in office life and that's the way it's going to be and it's going to make the world a smaller place and people are going to be able to work you know be in the middle of the forest as long as they have internet connectivity and go and go to work so uh and and still go to the office if they have an office but they want to stay in the forest i let them stay in the forest they can row around and do things like that and go and but anyway um the bottom line is is that there's going to be you know just a change up with things uh and just be prepared for it okay i wasn't going to do a show today but i just wanted to do this because you know i i thought i mean i think SPACs are really important uh really important for people to understand because it's not the new thing. It's been around for a while. It's been around for a while. And if you're just hearing about it, then you are not in tune to what's going on. Uh, just know you're going to have a lot of companies going public this year via IPO, via SPACs. No question about it. Okay. I, I speak to some of these guys. We have things on the table. And the bottom line is that there's a hunger for good companies that are disruptive in their industries and with, with good people behind them. All right. Anyway, that's it for this edition of Money Never Sleeps. Enjoy the rest of your day and enjoy the rest of President's Day if you're not working. Okay. And I'll be back with you soon, soon with another episode of Money Never Sleeps. Thank you and enjoy. Initiating shutdown sequence. You're listening to UCW Radio in your face. What is your major malfunction? So let it be written. So let it be done. Ladies and gentlemen, my mother thanks you, my father thanks you, my sister thanks you, and I thank you. All opinions expressed by Louis Velasquez on the Money Never Sleeps radio show and its website are solely his opinions and do not reflect the opinions of the UCW radio show or their parent company or affiliates and may have been previously disseminated by him on television, radio, internet, or another medium. You should not treat any opinion expressed by him as a specific inducement to make a particular investment or follow a particular strategy, but only as an expression of his opinion. His opinions are based upon information he considers to be reliable, but neither the UCW radio show nor its affiliates 
parent company's and or subsidiary's warrant is completeness or accuracy, and it should not be relied upon as such. The UCW radio show Lewis Velasquez's affiliates, parent companies, and or subsidiaries are not under any obligation to update or correct any information provided on the radio show or on the website. His statements and opinions are subject to change without notice. No part of his compensation from the UCW radio show is related to the specific opinions he expresses. Please read the full disclaimer on MoneyNeverSleepsRadio.com.